The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masikat Shekalim has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe ben Nachel Man. We hope that the learning of the 22 Dapim of Masikat Shekalim will be a a ilui neshama for the niftar Moshe ben Rachel. Tehi nishmatot zerura b'tzol ha'chayim. Amen. Daf Vav. Today's daf is being studied uh, in honor of the Brit Milah of the son of Solomon Franco and his wife Jacqueline. That Bezat Hashem will be later this morning. B'shaat Rova u'muslachat. Keshem shekanes. Mishnah. <laughs> And the Mishnah reads, Amchanes Ma'ot. A person was literally gathering coins. He was taking one coin at a time, intending to get to the Shi'ur of Mahasita Shekel. And he said, These coins over here that I'm taking are going to be for my Mahasita Shekel. He didn't take it in one coin, but he took it in several coins. Then as he was collecting them, he said, That after you take the amount, then you count them. And you realize that you went over. That you actually took more than half a shekel. So the deen is the leftovers, which is whatever was over and above the half a shekel, has to go to the nidaba, and he goes to the Beit HaMikdash, as a donation, Bet Shammai's opinion is, that something that was sanctified by mistake still is considered Hegdesh. This guy over here, he uh, by mistake uh, made it Hegdesh, just counting the coins. And he just put them uh, one at a time, and these are my Shekalim. So they went over, so he has to give it to the Kaitim. Betel says, no, whatever you did over and above is going to be. To Chodin. Obviously, Betelet does not hold Hegdesh, Betaut, Avi, Hegdesh. It's a very important Mahloket, Betchamai and Betelet. Now, here's a case where everybody agrees. She'avi mehen shikli. Which means, if he's taking the coins and he says, I'm going to bring from them my shekel. Which means from the beginning he says very clearly that he's not bringing all of them for the shekel. He says, I'm going to bring from them for my shekel. So now he has, let's say, 15 coins. So he takes whatever equals a half a shekel. And the leftovers, shavin shemotar cholin. Then everybody agrees that the leftovers are cholin. Meaning you can do whatever you want with them. Because you never stipulated that they're all going to be hegdesh. Now, next case. Elu lehatati. Person needs to bring a korban hatat. For example, he did, let's say, a sin bishogeg. So he needs to bring a Qurban Hatat to the Beit HaMikdash. So now he's taking monies in order to designate them to buy the Qurban Hatat. So he says, Elu the Hatati. 
these coins are going to be for my Korban Hatat, Shavin, everybody agrees, even Betelel, Shamotar Nedava. That the leftover money, which means over and above what the Korban Hatat costs, even Betelel says they go to Nedava. And we're going to have to see why. Why by Shekel, when you went over, Betelel says they go to Hudin. Whereas by Korban Hatat, when you went over, he says they go to the Betamigash. Mishnah will explain. But if he says by the coins of the Hatat that I am going to bring from these coins, but not all of them, so then whatever is more than the Shi'ud will go to Hulin according to everybody. Rabbi Shimon now comes to explain the Shita of Betelel. What's the difference between Hatat? Why does Motar Shekalim? Go to Hulin, uh, whereas Motar Hatat goes to Nedava. Why does Betelel make a Hiluk? Ela, Shel Shekalim Yeshlaim Kisma. The Shekalim have a set Shi'ud, which means it is half a Shekel. And therefore, we can say the guy's intent was whatever up until half a Shekel is considered Kodesh, and whatever after half a Shekel. Is not because he knows already there is a set price. However, ul khatat in la kitzbah, there's no set price for korban khatat. You can spend anything you want on a korban khatat. So therefore, Betelel says that the extra is still considered kodesh, and therefore would have to go to the nedaba, uh, meaning for kayets and mizbeach to buy other korbanot to keep the mizbeach uh, busy when there's a lull, so the korbanot will still, uh, you know, be fuel on the mizbeach. Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Rabbi Yudah says no. Rabbi Yudah actually comes to defend the opinion of Bet Shammai. Again, Bet Shammai says that by Shekalim, they also go to Nenedaba, the Motar. Why? Shekalim seemingly have a set price. So Rabbi Yudah says no. After Shekalim, in Lahim Kitzbah. Even Shekalim don't have a set price. Why? Because if you remember we said the Hayyub of Mahasita Shekel is not necessarily to give a half a Shekel. Well, that was in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. However, every generation, you give half the denomination of the coin of your time. And therefore, sometimes it will actually be more than the Mahasita Shekel of the Torah. That's the Mahasita Shekel of the Torah equals 10 gera. 10 gera of silver. Now, if a person is going to be in a different generation where the standard coin is uh, 100 gera, so giving half a shekel is going to be 50 gera. So therefore, the Behuda argues and says, even mahasita shekel, en la kitzbah. And therefore, since en la kitzbah, the motar is going to be for um, Kodesh. The motar is going to be for Nedava. And the Gemara explains this. When the Jewish people came out of the exile, So the coin that they were using was a coin called Darkonot, which was more than the Shekel of the Torah. Uh, these Darkonot uh, were actually worth Shenesilaim. Each selah equaled uh, two, two half shekels. Right? Each selah equaled a shekel. So technically a darkon, you had two selahim, which you had four half shekels in a darkon. Now, 
Correct. So they used to use a darkon. That was in the times of Malchut Madai. That was the coin. Now, Hazrun Shkol Shekalim. After the Malchut Madai was nullified, so they stopped using the darkon and they went back to use the Sela, which is equal to the Shekel of the Torah. So they would give half a Sela, that would be half a Shekel. Hazrun Shkol Tebaim. After that period of time, they went to use a coin that was called Teba'in. Now a Teba is half a Selah, which means it's a half a shekel. So technically, they would be able, to, they were giving one Teba. But it says, since they're able to give half of the coin of your time, they wanted to give half a Teba. Half a Teba would come out that they're giving a quarter of a shekel. So the Mishnah says, Bikshul Shkol Dinarim. At that time, they wanted to give half of the Teba, which would be a dinar, which would be a quarter of a shekel. But the Gemara's Mishnah says, Velokim Bilumehim. But the Rabbi said, no. When the Torah says that you can give half the denomination of your time, it's so long as it's not less than the Shi'ud of what the Torah was. You can give more if you want, but you can't give less. But what do you see from over here? You see from over here that the shekel fluctuates. So the Buddha's contention is that the shekel is similar to the hatat. That what? In the kitzbah. There is no shi'ur. And since there's no shi'ur, Bet Shammai says, when the guy's taking coins and says, all these are for my shekel, so therefore since it's technically open-ended, the leftovers are going to be for the Dabat Rebet HaMikdash. To that, Rabbi Shimon comes back and countertends and says like this, Amar Rabbi Shimon, Afal Pichen, Yad Kulan Shaveh. So what do you mean? True, uh, the shekel fluctuates, but that's from generation to generation. But in one given generation, everybody's giving the standard shi'ud. Which means at a time where the darkon was the coin, the guy knows that that's the shi'ud. So in every generation, yes, kitzbah. So what do I care if from one generation to another generation, the shekel fluctuates? We only care about the generation that we're talking about, where the guy was taking coins, and he knows, the shiur I got to get to is a darkon. So therefore, yesh kitzbah. So therefore, whatever you went over and above, the Bishwan says, but that makes sense. It should not go to Kodesh, it should remain Hulin. However, aval chatat, zemivi b'selach, vezemivi b'shtayim, vezemivi b'shalosh. But when it comes to Qurban Khatat in any generation, some people bring a Qurban Khatat for one coin, for two coins, some bring it for three coins. So therefore, Qurban Khatat indeed, in la kitzpah. So basically, to review this Mishnah, we have a fundamental mahlukah over here between Bet Shammai and Bet specifically in a case where a person was taking one coin at a time, and he said, all these coins that I'm taking are going to be the shikli, for my shikli. And after he got to the shi'ud, he saw that he took extra. Bet Shammai says, Hikdesh betta'ud, havi hikdesh. Therefore, you give you half a shekel, and the leftovers you give to the kaitsa mizbah, you give to the bet mikdash as a nedava. Bet says, no, this is considered chulin. However, even bet agrees by korban hatat, since in la kitzbah, since there's no shi'ud, there's no set shi'ud of half a shekel for a korban hatat, it can cost anything. So therefore, even the leftover money is considered Kodesh, and therefore it will go to the Nidaba uh, of the Bet HaMikdash. Comes the Gemara now and analyzes. 
Tamchanes. So the Mishnah said, one that gathers the coins. So there we had a machlok between Bet Shammai and Bet Telel. Rabbi Yosef Beshem Rabbi Le'azar. Rabbi Yosef says in the name of Rabbi Le'azar, Ma Piligin. In what case is Bet Shammai and Bet Telel arguing in? Right? So the Gemara says, Bimchanes Perotrot. Where a person is gathering coin after coin. Meaning he's taking one peruta after another peruta. Meaning, and he's taking one coin after another. And by mistake he took more than he should have. However, if let's say he takes a whole handful of coins at one time. And he says, as he has the handful of coins in his hand. These are for my shekel, and it comes out that he indeed took extra. Kol amma modaye, kuli alma. Everybody agrees, meaning betelel betchamai, shamotarim nedava. In this case, even betelel will tell you that what? The leftover, meaning what you did over and above the half a shekel, is going to be considered a nedava. Which means. When a guy is taking one coin at a time, Betel will tell you, this is the guy, he made a taut over here, he didn't realize, he's taking one at a time, he, 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 took, he took more than he should have. That's a mistake. Therefore, he knows Higdish, but taut is not a Higdish. But here he knows what he did. He took a whole handful, and he said, all these that are in my hand, you know what he was doing. All of these, they're going to be considered shekel. Problem is, you can't give more than half a shekel. So therefore, the the... Extra. That's more than half a shekel. Even Betelel will say, since his da'at was to make these all these coins in his hands, Kodesh, I didn't do anything. He picked up all the coins. So therefore, it's going to be for a nedaba. Because we say his intention was to makdish all of them. So that's the way uh, Rabbi Yosef Hashem Rabbi Le'azar learns. That in a case where you pick up a handful of coins, everybody holds. Even Betelel. That they go to Nedaba. However, we have a mahlokan over here. Rabbi Hiya, the Rabbi Biba, Beshem Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Hiya, in the name of Rabbi Biba, in the name of Rabbi Lazar, understands it differently. And he says like this: Mapiligin, what's the mahlokan over here? Bimchanes Perotrot. Like we said, the mahlokan, the Chaitalin is one, you're taking one coin at a time. Aval. But in the case, Be'omer elu shikli, where he took a handful and said, these are for my shekel, kol ama modayeh shamotarin cholin. He was the exact opposite. He says, even Ben Shabbai will say, on a complete handful, it's all considered cholin. What's the uh, logic? So the logic is like this. Betalel holds, hekdesh betaut havit hekdesh. So therefore, when you take one corner at a time, so, by mistake, he took more than he should have. He took a couple extra coins there. Take this petaut, have the ekdesh. Here, you can't say take this petaut. Not a taut. He took the kataila more coins than he needed. And the deen is you can't give more than half a shekel. So you give the half a shekel, and whatever's left over is cholim. Understand, which is the logic of Bet Shammai is when you're taking one coin at a time, so by mistake, he took more than he should have. Mm. So he was makdish something by mistake. Have a klal according to Bet Shammai. Higdesh betaot, heavy higdesh. So the leftover coins got to go to Bet Shammai. Here, did he make a taot? No. 
He went willingly and grabbed a handful of coins and he said, These are for my shekel. Now, you can only give half a shekel. So you take out the half a shekel, give it to the Bethlehem. The, the leftovers over here, it's not Hegdish Betaut. There's no Hegdish Betlehem over here. You make a mistake. And you can't give these to the Bethlehem as a half a shekel because what? Because, right? You can't give more than the prescribed shoot. Therefore, Bethlehem says, it falls back to only... <laughs> now, comes out that we have a great mahlukat over here between the rabbis. How to learn the mahlukat? Which is everybody learns the case of the Mishnah is protrot. When mahlukat bet Shemay bet is talking about where they're taking one corner at a time. Bet Shemay says notar den daba. Bet says notar lecholim. That's clearly the case of the Mishnah. The mahlukat is what about a case where the guy takes a handful? There you have Rabbi Yosef. In the name of Rabbi Azar, that says everybody will hold over there, Motarim Lindaba, which is even Betelel will say Motarim Lindaba, and according to Rabbi Bibai, in the name of Rabbi Azar, he will say no. When you take a handful, even Betelel, uh, even Bet Shabbai will say Motarim Lechulin. That's the Mahloket of how to understand the Mahloket Bet Shabbai and Betelel. Comes again and says, Amar Bihiyah. Bihaya says, Matnita Misaya Lirabibi Bai. Al Mishnah is a proof to Rabibi Bai. Meaning Rabibi Bai is the shita that says when you take the handful, it all goes to Holin. How is Al Mishnah a proof to this opinion? Nitnan. Amar Bishimon. The Bishimon and Al Mishnah said, Ma bin Shikalim the Hatat. What's the difference between Shekalim and Hatat? Right? Shekalim, we said, have a set measure to them, where Hatat does not. The Gemara analyzes. What case was the Bisham on talking about when he was comparing Shekalim to Hatat? In which case? Gemara says, They take out the word Shekli. Uh, which is, if the case is talking about, where he's going to say, I'm going to bring from them, which means he didn't say all of them are going to be shekels. He said, from these coins that I'm taking, it'll be the ma'asita shekel. Then the Gemara says, kol cholim. Then we know already. The, the, the Mishnah clearly said in such a case, everybody holds that the leftovers are holding because she said from the coins that I'm going to take. Which means in that case over there, there is no difference between Shekalim and Hatat. Okay, the Mishnah was saying, Ma'abit Shekalim and Hatat. If you're talking about a case where you said, I'm taking from the coins, from the coins, everybody agrees. Holim ben be Hatat and ben be Shekalim. Yeah, because you're taking from, you never had an, even Hatat. Yeah, because you said, not all these coins are going to be Kodesh. No. From these coins, yes, yeah, so whatever your Hatat cost is, is Hatat, or whatever leftover is, is going to be Hulin. So that cannot be what the Bishma was talking about. It's not about a case where you're taking coins and saying from the coins. Ella, what must it be? Now, in Be'omer, She'avi Mehen, Hatati. Now, if it's the case where he says, that I'm going to bring 
from them my hatat. It's going on the hatat side. Same, 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 same case, just on the hatat. I'm going to bring from these coins to my hatat. Kol Again, everybody agrees that the mutar is cholim. So there is no difference between shikalim and hatat. Ela, you know what the case is? Chen anan kaimin. You know what we're talking about? Beomer elu leshikli. The case of Rabbi Shimon must be talking about where he took a handful. And he said, what? Hare elu l'shikli. And here you're going to have a difference between um, korban, hatat, and shekalim. Which means, Rabbi Shimon is going to say like this. When a person said, shekalim, read further, shekalim, by shekalim, al yedeh shekibatstan, since there's a set shi'ur from the Torah and you took more mutarin cholin so then the mutar is going to be cholin according to everybody and since hatat does not have a set shi'ur from the Torah the leftover is going to be for nidaba which means according to this version Rabbi Shem'on was specifically talking about the case of when you took all the money He's giving you a new case now. Rabbi Shimon came along and said, I'm going to tell you a case over here where everybody agrees. In a case where you take a handful of shekalim for shekel, or you take a handful of money for hatat. There's going to be a difference. What's going to be the difference? Shekalim that have a kitzbat to them, everybody's going to say, Motaran is for holim. Why? Because, bottom line, you, you took whatever you need, right, for the, for the korban, for the shekel, and whatever's left over goes to the cholin. It's like it's a dish without even. Because you didn't make a mistake, you took, you knew what you were taking from the beginning. And therefore, this would be a proof according to Rabbi Bai. Again, Rabbi Bai's opinion was that when you take a handful, everybody holds mutaran cholin. And therefore, we're bringing a proof from Rabbi Shimon of our Mishnah. I say again, when the Bisham On said in the Mishnah, Ma ben shekalim lehatat, he was giving a question. Uh, Rabbi Shimon, what case were you talking about? Yeah, the case of Mishnah. Oh, no, uh, that's the Gevara's answer. The Gevara's going to answer that. You're right, the Gevara's going to answer. But at this point, the Gevara's saying, I'll tell you what the case is. The case is talking about the handful case. Oh, and if that case is about the handful case, what is the Bisham One saying? That when you take a handful, everybody says, Ben the Bet Shammai, Ben the Bet Elel, that what? Motarin Lecholin. Proof to Rabbi Bai. So the Gemara right away says, No. Ma'avadda Rabbi Yosef B'Shem Rabbi Le'ezer. How is Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Le'ezer going to answer this? Because he held that when you take a handful, everybody holds Motarin, then Daba. So how is he going to answer this Mishnah? So the Gemara patar la b'mkhanes protrot uchbet Elel. Right, he'll learn like we learned the Mishnah. Which means, Rabbi Shimon was not coming to give a case of Kula Alma. Rabbi Shimon was coming to explain the logic of Betelil. Because Betelil said two things. Betelil said, when you take one coin at a time, for Shekel, Mutarin, Cholin. But when you take one coin at a time, for Hatat, Mutarin, Nedaba. So on that case, Rabbi Shimon came along and said, Right. At that he answered, well, very simple. Shekalim, So therefore, since there's a set uh, uh, shi'ud, so your intention was to take up to half a shekel, whatever left, or whatever extra it is, it's a ta'ut. And Ben Tanah doesn't hold, Hekdesh, Ben Tanah, Tavi, Hekdesh. But by Hatat, 
Khatat, it's open-ended. So therefore, even the extra is going to be for Mutarin Nindaba. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yose, the name of Rabbi Eli Isaac, he'll explain to Bishwan, not talking about a case where you took a handful. Specifically, Bishwan was talking in Betelel, in a case where you took one coin at a time. So there's going to be the Mahlok and how to learn that case. Comes the Gemara and says... Veha Tanina. We learned in another Mishnah. Motar Shekalim Hulin. The leftovers of the Shekalim go to Hulin. Again, so we're assuming in that case also was talking about where you took a handful. So if you say you took a handful and it's just clean, so the leftovers go to Hulin, that's a proof to Rabbi Bai. Comes again what says, Patar la Rabbi Yosei will answer again, Nimchanes, Pirotrot, Uchbetelel. No, the case of that, we take it one quarter at a time, according to Betel, that will say what? That Motarim is for Hulin. Good. Gemara continues. Amafrish Shiklo, Vesavar Shu Hayav. Okay, new case. The case is talking about like this. A guy, he thought his Hayav, in giving the shekel. He gave it already, but <laughs> but he forgot. So what did he do? He was mafrish a shekel, uh, thinking that he's hayav, hayav. Then he realized that he's not hayav. He realized he gave it already. So the Gemara says, Lo kiddish. This coin is not kodesh, because we're going like the opinion that says, Higdish betaut, lashabe higdish. It was done on a false premise. So the Gemara says, Hamafrish shenayim. This case is a guy designated two coins for Mahasita Shekel. He didn't know, he thought the obligation of the Torah when you give Mahasita Shekel, he thought you have to give twice. Then he realized, well, I'm only obligated one. So the Gemara says, What do you do with the second coin? Which means you certainly can't give it uh, to the Beta um, Mikdash as a half a shekel. Uh, or, 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 that, or that is the question, really. What do you do with the second coin? What's the what's the she'ela? Because if you're going to give it uh, to the uh, Beta Megdash, uh, let's say as a nedaba uh, for the sibur as a shekel, the way the mefarshim explain it is like this. The way mefarshim explain it is like this. You want to say hekdesh betaut. Bottom line, what's the difference between the first case and the second case? Bottom line, uh, it was under a false uh, premise. You're right. But in the first case, it was only one coin. So maybe you say, Hekdesh Betaut, when the whole thing is Betaut, but here, one of the coins is Kodesh. So maybe you don't say, Hekdesh Betaut, when one is Kodesh and one is not Kodesh. Because once already one is Kodesh, maybe the second one is Kodesh as well. Or maybe you say no. The coin that was Kodesh is Kodesh, and the second coin, you, you, you don't have to give it. So that's the Shela. To what extent do you say this, Beto? Do you say it even in a case where one of them, it was Haldi, uh, the Kodesh? Like in this case over here, where you gave two coins, one of them is Kodesh, Kodesh or Ma'az Shekel. So that's the Shela. Oto Asheni, my Avidle. So the Gemara says, Nishma'na min Hada. We can learn this from here. Hifrish Hatato. We'll learn it from the case of Khatat. What do we say by Khatat? Ifrish Khatatov Savar Shuhayav. A guy designated a Kurban Khatat. He told he was Hayav, he did a sin, that obligation to bring Kurban Khatat. Then he realized he's really not Hayav Kurban Khatat. Lo Kidsha. Why? Because it's Hikdesh Bitaut. 
However, in Frishtayim, the guy doesn't get a two korban chatot. He thought that every time you make a sin, you got to bring two korban chatot. V'sabar shu hayav shtayim. V'nimsash enu hayav elahad. Then he realized that he's only hayav to bring one. Otash sheniyah ma'at avadla. That second chatot, what do you do with it? Ela ru'ah. Which means you let it graze until it gets a moon. And then what do you do? You sell it. And then you take the money and you give it to the Kodesh. So what do you see over here? You got to deal with it. Mm. So to wear the second coin of Shekel, you're going to have to give it to the Bet HaMikdash. Which means now we're comparing Hata to Shekel. So the Gemara comes along and says, what are you talking about? How can you say Elu? Meaning, how can you say Elu Lindaba? How can you tell me that by the shekel case, you're going to give it to a Nidaba? Which means, the uh, logic that we learned in our Mishnah, according to Betelil, there's a fundamental difference between Hatat and Shekel. Didn't the Bishamon explain in our Mishnah, Shekel yesh lo kitzbah, Hatat en lo kitzbah? So therefore, how could you come along and tell me, well, I found my Hatat, where the guy, you know, has a, takes a second hatat, so therefore, uh, that hatat is going to go to the Nidabah, to, to the Beit HaMikdash, the money of it. So just like the hatat goes, the shekel goes. Maybe I'll tell you, since the hatat is unending in its price, so therefore, not only did the first one get a Kiddushah, but the second one also. Or the monies that you designated, all the monies are designated for Qurban Hatat because it's unended. But shekel, shekel. It's like it's bad. It's a half a shekel. So therefore, if a guy took more, the second part is considered hegdesh betaut, hegdesh betaut, and a hegdesh. So the Gemara cannot accept the Gemara's um, comparison that you're trying to understand a deen of shekel from Qurban Hatat. From our Mishnah, clearly made a haluk between the two. And to that, the Gemara leaves it in a uh, question. Comes the Gemara and continues. Comes the Gemara and continues. Rabbi Yuda Amar. Rabbi Yuda said. Now I'm just going to re- repeat again quickly, just so you have it clear. In the case of Al Mishnah, Rabbi Telel said his deen. What was the case? Guy was taking one coin at a time. Right? He took many coins. He took one coin at a time. And what do we say? On the extra coins, it's holding. So if that's the case, we took many coins and the extra holding, it's no different than this case over here, where a guy took two coins, so the extra one will be holding, which means it's the same as our Mishnah. So why are you coming along and telling me, well, by Hatat, Hatat is different. And therefore, you see clearly that this uh, deen that you said is questionable according to the case of the uh, Mishnah. And according to Rabbi Bai, even better. In Rabbi Bai, where a guy even took a, a handful of coins, 
everybody holds, according to him, even Beth is going to say, the leftovers go to Cholin. So therefore, in all cases, the guy took a whole handful. So certainly in this case over here as well, the Mutash should go to Cholin. So therefore, the Gemara does not accept that answer of comparing it to Hatat. Rabbi Yehuda Omer. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda said, it's a statement from the Mishnah. We said that uh, the Shekel in every generation changed based on the main domination. You had Darkonot, and then you had Sila'im, right? And uh, you always would give half of the Ikar denomination. So the Gemara says, Darkonot, this coin that's called Darkonot, they are what's called in our time, the Gemara says, Dindrin. Okay? Golden Dinarim, which the Shi'ur of them is Shte Sila'im. Two Sila'im. Later on in history, they started to use the coin that was called the Sila'im. So the Gemara says, Kishmu'an. Which means, like today, in the times of the Gemara, they still would call that coin a Sela. Now, Hazrul Ishkol Teba'im. Now, what are Teba'im? So the Gemara says that would be what we call in our time, Palge Sila'im. So Teba'im actually have a Sela. Right? So a teba'in is actually, the full coin is actually the worth of a half a shekel. Which is equal to a half a sela. So therefore, bikshu lishkol dinarim. So they wanted to give half of that coin, which would be dinarim. So the Gemara says, keratin. Keratin actually is a quarter. Because that's what it is. Keratin comes from the word quarter. Quart. Which means it's a quarter of a... Of a, of, 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 of a shekel which is instead of giving half a shekel they wanted to give a quarter of it because the ikad damanamnish was half they wanted to give half of a half half of a half is a quarter so the Gemara's Mishnah said no but the rabbi said he can't give less so the Gemara wants to know how do you know that I mean Maybe it's half of whatever the denomination is. And if half is less than the shirud of the Torah, so be it. So the Gemara says, The rabbis do not accept. How do you know that? Minhada from the Pasuk in Nehamya. Nehamya told the Jewish people, Ve'i'amadnu alenu mitzvot latet shilishit ha-shekel bashana la'avodat bet Elohenu. Nehemiah came to the people and said, Rabotai, we have a mitzvah, we have to give a third of the shekel to the avodah, to the service of the Beit HaMikdash. Now, the Teklin Hatin explains over here in this pasuk, Nehemiah was not coming to inspire the Jewish people that they have to give half a shekel. They knew that. Yeah, everyone agrees you have to give a certain donation, half a shekel to the Beit HaMikdash every year. That was elementary. He didn't need Nehemiah to come and give Musa to the Jewish people. But what was happening, he says, in his time, they were giving less than the Shi'ur. Because since the coin was, let's say, a uh, teba, so giving half a teba, they were giving uh, a quarter of a shekel. So to that he came along and said, Rabotai, you have to give at least shilishita shekel. A third of the shekel. What does that mean? So he explains like this. In the times of the Torah, the shekel equaled 20 gera. So how much did you have to give? If the shekel is 20 gera, you had to give 10 gera. However, in the times of Nehemiah, the standard shekel was 30 gera. So therefore, Nehemiah was saying, you cannot give less than a third of the shekel. Now, which is 10 gera. So what you say, that's the minimum shi'ur of getting away for ma'azit shekel So you see what? That Nehemiah, we have a puzzle, that says you can't give less. Ten gera is the minimum. So that's the proof. Now, from the fact that...
that the pasuk says shlishit hashekel and doesn't say shlish hashekel. So the Gemara is going to give you extra dirashot on the word shlishit. Other things that have halachic ramifications regarding the number three. Rabbi Halkiyah b'shem Rabbi Aha. Mikan shetzarich adam l'shalish shiklo. Shalosh pa'amim bashana. From here, we learn that a person should give his charities three times a year. Which means he should uh, three times a year designate his money and mehalek it, give it out to the anim. Umikan, and here, she'en matrihina la sibur yotem shalosh pa'amim bashana. Furthermore, we learn from here that the Collectors should not burden the sibur for uh, collections more than three times a year. Because more than that would be considered a burden. Amar Rabbi Abin. So Rabbi Abin learns more things from this. Mikan l'shalosh se'in. From here we learn that what? That the kupot that they used to have in the Beit HaMikdash collecting donations, those shofarot that we call them, the shi'ur of the shofarot were three se'ah. Furthermore, mikan l'shalosh kupot. And furthermore, we learned that how many kupot were there? There was actually three kupot. And mikan l'shalosh hafrashot. And we also learned that what? Three times a year in the Beit HaMikdash, before Pesach, before Shavuot, and before Sukkot, used to empty out the boxes and go buy the uh, korbanot of the Sibur. Kamsi Gemara continues. Ketiv, it says by the mitzvah of Mahasita Shekel, Zeyitenu kol ha'ovir al pekudim. Pasuk ends machatita shekel, beshekel kodesh. Now, it says in the pasuk, kola over. Now, over sounds like anybody that made an avera. Over is melashon avera. So the Gemara wants to understand, kola over? What avera was done that necessitated a machatita shekel? The biudav ribin hamya. Machloket. Had amad lefishe hat u bemachatita yom. Since when the Jewish people did the egel, the egel was done at midday. Because the Pasuk says, um, Boshesh, the Gemara learns in a different place, Bashesh. The sixth hour came, meaning midday came, and Moshe didn't show up, they did the egel. So therefore, the Gemara says, since the Jewish people, they were over. That what? They were at half of the day. How do you mechaper that? Half of the shekel. One half is mechaper for the half. So again, the fish had to be mechasit a yom, yitain mechasit a shekel. The hadama, the fish had to be sheshaot bayom, at the time of the regel, yitain mechasit a shekel, de'avad shita germesin. Which means in the times of Moshe, the half a shekel was worth six garmesim. That's a coin. So six for six. You sinned in the sixth hour. So therefore you have to bring a coin that's worth six garmesim. Same concept, but you're just learning either on the half or on the six. Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua, the son of Rabbi Nehemia, Beshem Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. Lefi she'avru al-aseret ad-berot. The Jewish people, by worshipping Abu Nazara, that's tantamount to being over the whole Torah. When we say Asir de Berot, it's like being kofir in the whole Torah, because that's idolatry. So since they transgressed the Ten Commandments, so you have to give ten gerah, which is the shiur of the heaven shekel. Ten gerah for the ten commandments that they transgressed. Rabbi Berachia, Rabbi Levi, Beshim, Rabbi Shimon, Ben Nakish. 
Nefishemachru, the tribes sold Bechorash of Rachel, the oldest of Rachel, which is Yosef, Be'aslim Kesef. Like the Pasuk says, Ve'im Kiruit Yosef Le'ishma'ilim Be'aslim Kesef. So since they sold him for 20 Kesef, Ye'yeh Kolehat Ve'ehat Podeh Et Beno Bechoro Be'aslim Kesef. She's today at Pijona Ben. When you want to redeem a firstborn, how much do you have to redeem him for? Five silaim. Five silaim equals 20 kesef. And therefore, he's telling us a new hadush now. Not by half a shekel. Hadush by pidyon ben. The shi'ur of pidyon ben of five silaim was based on the brothers that sold their firstborn. for five silaim. So now to redeem firstborn, we got to buy it back for five silaim. Since they sold their firstborn, their brother, Yosef, for 20 kesef, which is, if it's five silahim, they sold it for. How many brothers were involved? Ten brothers. The Teklin Hatin explains that Yosef is considered part of the Hezbon, because he also caused them by speaking to Lashon Ara, so he was involved in it. So they were technically, it's ten brothers. So if it's ten brothers, so each one, how much did he spend? Half a selah. Half a selah is half a shekel. So they were to mechaper on the half a selah each that they spent on uh, selling Yosef. The Gemara says, Therefore, to mechaper on that sin of the brothers selling Yosef, you have to give a half a shekel which was exactly the shiur that they all had to give in order to sell it. Now we move to the Amud Bet, to Halakha, Dalid, to the new Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, Motar Shekalim, like we learned in our previous Mishnah today, the leftovers of Shekalim, Cholim. Like we learned, a guy's taking one coin at a time, and he says, And what ends up happening, he realizes he took more than he should. Mm-hmm. That what? The uh, leftovers are going to be considered Cholim. Or you could say the case of the Mishnah is talking about where you said, Where I'm taking from them for my sake. And then the Mishnah can be going according to everybody. That the leftovers that you take, since you never designated all of them as Hekdesh, Motar is going to go to Cholin. That deen is understood. Now, we have another case. Motar Asilit Ha'efa. Now, there's Menachot. Menachot, the meal offerings. The meal offerings measurement is Asilit Ha'efa, a tenth of an Efa. There are two examples, just to give examples of Asilit Ha'efa. One is a person who's a Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol every day had to bring a minha of Asiri Ta'ifa. So the Mishnah would be talking about Motar Asiri Ta'ifa. He designated money for the Asiri Ta'ifa. He bought it. He has leftover money. That money now is called Motar Asiri Ta'ifa. Leftovers. What do you do with that money? Or it could be talking about Asiri Ta'ifa of a regular person. That's a poor man. A poor man makes a sin. So he has to be a Qurban. However, if he's poor, he can't afford the korban. So therefore, the Torah, in certain cases, gives you a fluctuating korban called the korban olevi yored. But the Torah allows you, if you can't afford it, to bring a minha. That minha is asirit ha'efa. So we're talking about over here as well, that the guy designated the money for the asirit ha'efa, but now he has leftovers from that. What do you do with that leftover money? We will see. 
Next case, Motad Kine Zavin, Kine Zavot, Vikine Yoldot. But we learned in a previous uh, Mishnah that there's three people that have to bring birds after their process of Tahara. That's a Zav, a man that had a, an emission of Tum'ah, or a Zava, or a Yoledet. That's a lady that gave birth. Now, Hattaot Ashamot, or a guy, let's say, designates money for a Korban Hattaot, or a Korban Asham. All these cases that we just mentioned, Motaram Nedava. The leftover money, you got to give to the Beit HaMikdash as a donation for Kayat HaMizbeach. And they use it for the Mizbeach, just to keep it busy with Korbanot. So all these items over here, the money is Kodesh, the leftovers. Now, Zeaklal, the Mishnah gives a rule. Kol Shuba L'Shem Hatat U'Mishum Ashma Motaran Nedava. And the Gemara will explain what this Klal means. But literally it says, anything that comes, either for Hattat, as an atonement, or for Asham, which is also an atonement, deen it, leftover money, gotta go to the Beta Mikdash. Mishnah continues. Motar Ola. Le Ola. You designated money for a Qurban Ola. Okay? You had leftovers now. What do you do with the leftover money? You have to use it to buy another Ola. Motar Minha Le Minha. You designated money, not for the Hasri Taifa, different minha, there's other types of minahot. You designated money for a minha, and you have leftovers, left o- uh, leftovers, you bring it what? For minha. Motar shilamim, vishlamim, korban shilamim. Designated the money, there's leftovers, you gotta buy another korban shilamim. Motar pesach, lishlamim. You designated money to buy korban pesach. Well, you don't save the money for next year to buy another Qurban Pesach. The leftover money that you have for the Qurban Pesach goes to a Qurban Shalamim. Motar Nizirim Linzirim. The leftover money that was collected for the Qurbanot of a Nazir goes for a Nazir. What does this mean? They used to have a fund for the Aniim. The Aniim that made themselves Nazirim, they couldn't afford to pay for the Qurban. So what they did is they would collect money to pay for these anim. So let's say they paid for an anis korban, but they still have more in the, in the pool. So the deen is, you got to hold on to that money and use it for a, another nazir. Since it was earmarked specifically for korban, nazirim. However, motar nazir lindaba, a personal nazir, that paying for his own korban, right? So he separated money, he bought his korbanot. Now you have leftover money over here. That guy gives the money to the Beit HaMikdash as a Nedaba. So there's a difference between the first case and the second case. Motan is the pool of money that was for, collected specifically for Qurban Nizim of Aniim. So even though you spent on one Ani, finish it up with the next Ani. You gotta spend it on the Nizim, because that's what you collected it for. However, the second case is a personal guy. He collected, he got his money for the Qurban of the Nazim. There's leftover. Leftover. Meaning it goes to the Adama. Now comes the Gemara and analyzes the deen of our Mishnah. Amar Rabbi Yoseh. Rabbi Yoseh says, Ad de'anataman. He says, when, when I was still over there, meaning when I was still in Bavel, Shema'at kal Rav Yehuda sha'al Shmuel. I heard the voice of Rabbi Yehuda when he was asking Shmuel. Could be that Rabbi Yoseh was in a different room. So he didn't see him when he was giving this question. He says, I heard the voice of uh, Rabbi Uda that he was asking the following question to Shemuel. A guy designated his shekel, and then he died. 
what do you do with the shekel? What's the question? Well, one side you say, well, listen, once he designates it, it belongs to Hegdish. Right. Finish. Once it belongs to Hegdish, you got to give it to Hegdish. Now, even though the, 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 the tricky part over here is, what are you doing with this money? You're buying a korban hatat. Now, we learned that if you have a korban hatat, that its owners died, that korban hatat goes limita. However, that's only by an individual korban hatat of yahid. But hatat sibur, even though one guy died, the bottom line, it's coming from the sibur, it would be okay. That's one side of the uh, of the coin. Or do you say, well, listen, since he didn't give it yet, since the, the coin is still there, don't, don't, don't get involved, you don't have to give it to the Bet HaMikdash yet. Maybe you don't have to give it to the Mikdash. Amar leh yipelu daba. He told them, no, you got to give it, but not as a machzit shekel. You give it as a nidaba, meaning kayit mm-hmm. to donation for the mizbayah. Now, the Gabbalah gives uh, further understanding of here. Uh, statement of the Biyosef. Motar asirita efa shelo. What do you do? What do you do with the leftover of asirita efa? This is referring to the Kohen Gadol. Mm-hmm. As I told you, the Kohen Gadol has to bring every day a minhat called minhat habitin shel Kohen Gadol. Okay, he brings half of it in the morning and half of it in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Which means, let's say he has a little extra money from today's asirita efa. What does he do with it? So the Gebra says we actually have a machloket on this. Okay? What do you do with the extra money? Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Yodichem Liyam Melach. That money you have to throw in the Dead Sea. Which means you're not allowed to have any Hana'ah, you don't even give it to the Bet HaMikdash. It's totally destroyed that money. How does he learn that? Because when it comes to the Menachot in the Torah, the, minha, the Torah says, Ki hatat hi. By other minahot, it says, Ki hatat hi. So it's coming to tell us that there's a, another type of korban, a minha, that's not considered a hatat. Hatat hi. This is a hatat, but another type of minha is not considered a hatat. And which minha is the Torah referring to? The minha of asli ta'ifa of the kohen. And therefore, it's not going to be like normally motar hatat. We said in the Mishnah, what's the deen? Anything that's called as a hatat, yipilun in daba. But it says hatat hi. It's a, to exclude the asli ta'ifa of the kohen. If it doesn't go in daba, what do you do with it? You just got to destroy the coin. The bila azar amar, in daba. He says no. He says that it's also considered hatat. And therefore it follows the same rules of the Mishnah that any minhad that's brought as a korban as a as a atonement, it goes what? Then that so again we have a mahlokit, what do you do with the leftover monies of the Asirita Ifa of a Kohen Gadol? One rabbi, the Buhanan says take the money and put it in Yamamelah, because it's not a hatat. Because it, huh? It's own money, he pays for it himself. He pays for it himself. Hatat he means everything else is a hatat. But this is not. Oh, it's not, so it doesn't follow the rules of Khattat. So no, you can't keep it. You can't keep it because it was designated for the Nasi Taifa. But you can't use it because it doesn't go in the Daba either. Because it's not a Khattat. Therefore, you got to get rid of the coin. Whereas the other rabbi says, no. You pay no in Daba. It's like a Khattat of everything else. Now, Kebara says, Matnita 
Al Mishnah Peliga Al Rabbi Yohanan. Al Mishnah is actually arguing on Rabbi Yohanan. Why? Because we said Mutar Shikalim Hodin. The leftovers of Shikalim Hodin. Mutar Asita Efa. Mutar Kenezabin. Kenezabot. Mutar Keneyoldot. Hataot Vashamot. Mutaram Nedaba. He clearly said. The leftovers are Sarita Ifa. What did it say in the Mishnah? Go to Nedaba. And we're assuming that when it says Asita Ifa in the Mishnah, it's talking about what? The Asita Ifa of the Kohen Gadol. So, Ma Avidar of Yohanan. What does Yohanan do with this? Patarla, Botar Asita Ifa, Shemir Hat Hotesh of Kohen Israel. It's not talking about the Kohen. It's about a regular Korban Olev Yored. When the guy couldn't afford the Korban Hatat, so therefore he has to bring a uh, flower or meal offering. And to that we're saying, that's a regular Mirchav Hotesh. Therefore it goes to Nedaba. So even Mahlouk had to learn the Mishnah now. When the Mishnah says Motar Asita Ifa, is it to be either a Kohen Gadol? Or is it talking about only a regular Mechave Hoteh? Comes again what says. Rabbi Yoseh Amar Alda Alil Abba Bar Abba. In the following case, Abba Bar Abba was analyzing. On this case that we're going to discuss now, he was analyzing, he was trying to figure it out. What's the case? The Enun Amrin, the people in Bavir said, Minayin Shapesah. Which means, we said over in HaMishnah, Motala Pesach, Karev, Shalamim. How do you know that? See, how do you know with the leftover money that you designate for the Gman Pesach, that with that leftover money you got to buy a Korban, Shalamim. So the Gemara is asking, how do you know that? So the Gemara says, actually it's from a Pasuk. V'im min hason korbano lezebach Shalamim. It says, if a person takes the son, son is let's say from the sheep, from the flock of sheep. If he designates to his korban, it should be as a shilamim. So the governor makes a dirasha over here. Kol shehu min hatson ba shilamim. Any korban that specifically and only can come from tson goes <coughs> as a korban shilamim. Now, Korban Pesach can only come from Tzon. Kevasim or Izim. Exactly. Now, that would be a sheep or a goat. That's called Tzon. So the Pasuk is learned like this. Anything that can come from Tzon is brought as a Shalamim. Meaning, when you designated it for Korban Pesach, now you cannot bring it as Korban Pesach anymore. Either because it's not Pesach anymore, and you brought it away, you have leftover money, or in a case where you designated one for Pesach, and you lost it, you, found, you brought another one, now you found the first one after Pesach, that's going to be brought as what? Shalamim, again from the Pasuk, the Minatzon Korbano, if it's a type of Korban that can only be brought from Tzon, the Zebach Shalamim, you bring it for Korban Shalamim. Now, Hatibun, the Gabala asked a question on this. Hare Olam in Hatson, what do you mean? Korban Ola also comes only from Tson. And would we say in the Mishnah, Motar Ola, Ola? According to this, you say Motar Ola, Bishlamim. Didn't we just give a rule? Whatever comes from only tzon, when you have a uh, leftover of it, it goes to shilamim. That goes against our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah is the mutar ola le'ola. 
Gemara says, Dabar she'enu ba'ela min hatzon. Yatsat ola she'iba afidu min abakar. Which means, it doesn't only come from tzon. Ola can also come from bakar. Bakar we like oxen. And therefore, it's not exclusively tzon. Therefore, it doesn't have the deen of shilamim. When it said the imin hatzon means only tzon. Like korban, pesa. Good? Yeah. Hatibun, uh, the Hachamim asked the question, Hare Asham, Asham only comes, you bring it from Tzon. Yeah. And what did it say in the Mishnah? Motar Asham, Asham, which means, the Mishnah should have said Motar Asham, Mishlamim, well, actually the Gemara said Motar Asham is in Daba. You give it as a Nedaba. Why do you have to give it as a Nedaba? <coughs> Just give it as a... Because uh, you, you can't bring another Hasham. Hasham is uh, another Hatat. <laughs> but you want to give it to the Beit HaMikdash. But the point is, it should say, Motar Hasham, Lishamim. Why do you have to spend the... No. Uh, nedaba means Kaitsa Mizbeah. For non-obligatory Korban. Just to keep the Mizbeah working. Why not? Just say, Motar Hasham, Lishamim. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Boon Bar Kahana Min Hatson. From the fact that the Pasuk says Min Hatson from the Tson, Dabar Shehuba Mikon Hatson. That's only an item that comes from all types of Son, meaning, like you said, Kebasim and Izim. Yatsa Asham Sheenoba Ela. We have different Saot over here. What do we have in your text? Minakibasim. Yeah. Okay. Some have some have the text Enoba Ela Mina Elim Bilbat. Yeah. So Kibasim is what brackets. Okay. Okay. So therefore, it would be sheep. So therefore, again, you bring son, but not all types of son. Again, Asham is brought from son. But what kind of son? One type of son. We're talking about an item that all type of tzon are brought from it. Now, where are they learning that from? They're learning it from the fact that the Pasuk says, Min Hatson. So the Gemara asked the question on this. Min usually is an exclusionary term. Like Min is from, it's usually Mima'it. Now you're coming to say Min Hatson is really coming to tell me everything. Only items that... Include all son, like a korban pesa. Min, min usually excludes, it doesn't include. So the Gebra says, Bechol atar, in all places, at amar min lemait. For example, when the Torah talks about uh, an animal that you bring for a korban, it says, Mina behema. Mina behema comes to say, but not all types of behema. Lemait, haroveya. If an animal, let's say, cohabitated with a human being, that animal over there becomes pasul for the mizbayah. Why? Min abehema. So therefore the same thing over here. Min atzon. How could you come along and tell me? Min atzon means only korban that in, in talk about old son. Which means that old son are viable. So it was vechan atamar. Min rabot. And now you come and tell me that it's coming to include Pesach, which includes old son? According to the normal derech, min should come and exclude. Yes. And therefore adraba, from the word min, I should have included, I should have learned asham, meaning min hatzon. Should tell me from items that only come from part of son, and therefore Asham fits better than Pesach. Right? The, the, the Asham fits better than Pesach. Again, okay, Asham only comes min hatzon, right? Yeah. So therefore, on the contrary, the pasuk should be coming to tell me min hatzon, meaning a korban Asham that only can be brought from part of son, 
That is a deen of Shalamim. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Mana, Hachiname, Min Lema'it. The mean is Lema'it. Mi'ut, She'eno Ba Ben Shanim. It's coming to tell you like this. Only types of song that uh, cannot be brought in its second year, meaning can only be brought in the first year. Mi'ut she'eno ba nekeba, and furthermore, son that cannot be brought as female, which means it's got to be a korban pesach, because korban pesach can only be brought in the first year. Right? Can be ben shana, and it's also got to be a zakhar. So when the pasuk says min hatzon, min hatzon is exclusionary. It's coming to tell you a korban pesach, as you learn from min hatzon, which means from the son that has limitations. That what? It can, it can only be brought the first year. That can only be brought by a zakhar. That's only by a kurban pesach. Because other kurmanos do not have those restrictions. So in a chenameh, the min is coming to exclude us into kurban pesach. It is exclusionary. Now, the Gebara says, we have the word min also written by asham. In the pasuk that talks about kurban asham, it says min. So the Gebara says, asham nameh min lema'it hu. She'enu ba'ela min ha'elim bilvad. Well, you would put the Kibasim according to our text. Which means, by uh, Asham, the Torah also says, min hatzon. And that's how we learn, by the way, that it's not kol hatzon. Min comes to teach us that only Kibasim and not elim. So, by the way, min is always exclusionary. Ben by the pasuk of Shelamim and ben by the pasuk of Asham. Uh-huh. Now, comes the Gebarah continues. Hatibun, the Gebarah is a question. Hatibun, ve'aketiv. We have a pasuk that says, by Korban Ola. Ve'im min hatzon korbano, min ha'kevasim, o min ha'izim le'ola. Ah, says the word hatzon. By what? By Korban, Ola. Me'ata, according to this, let's learn over here, Motara Pesach, Ba Ola. Again, the Pasuk says, Immin Hatson, Korbano, what do you bring it as? An Ola. Similar to the Pasuk that it said by Shedamim. Min Hatson, you bring for Zevach Shedamim. So I'll say, hold on, who told you to learn that Motara Pesach is brought as a Shedamim? Maybe I'll tell you, Motara Pesach is brought as a Ola. It's the same... The same derash. So the Gemara says, Amar Abi Abun, Meshanin davar shul achila le davar shul achila, ve'en meshanin davar shul achila le davar she'en achila. If I have a choice to learn Quran Pesach, I'm going to learn Quran Pesach. That's something that's similar to Quran Pesach that's eaten. Shemamim is eaten by Korban Pesach. Ola is not eaten. So therefore, I'd rather learn from Davar and Echal to Davar and Echal, not to a Davar Sheinu Echal. That's answer number one. Answer number two, Amar B'Yoseh, Barbi Boon, Meshanin Kadashim Kalim, Neshem Kadashim Kalim. Ve'en Meshanin Kadashim Kalim, Neshem Kodshe Kodashim. Which means, Korban Pesach is called Kadashim Kalim. Shilamim is also considered Kadashim Kalim. I'd rather learn Kadashim Kalim to Kadashim Kalim than to learn it to Ola, which is considered Kodesh Kodashim in its level. Kodesh Kodashim. Comes the Gemara and continues. 
Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Rabbi Yohanan said, Alda Alil Rabbi Harina. On this subject, Rabbi Harina was analyzing. Kabbalah says, what was he analyzing? The Inun Amrim. The rabbis said, meaning the rabbis in Babel said, Ena Pesach Mishtane Leshem Shelamim, Ela Imken Shechato Leshem Shelamim. Which means, when does a Pesach become a Shelamim? You have to have Kabbalah that you're slaughtering it, Leshem Shelamim. Not on Pesach, not on Erev Pesach. We're talking about where a guy took a Korban Pesach during the year. Right, it was leftovers. Mm-hmm. He took it during the year. So it says, the only time it'll be a shalamim is if he says, I'm slaughtering it, l'shem, shalamim. However, if he slaughters it for anything else, if he slaughters it, l'shem, ola, or for another korban, it is pasul. Which is the only other option of a korban, Pesach, is what? L'shem, shalamim. That's the opinion of who? That's the opinion of Ben Babel. Right, the Bihanina. No, no, that's the opinion of the rabbis in the world. Rabbi Hanina was like this. Bani Omer, afilu shechato l'shem ola. He says, no, even if you slaughtered it, as an ola. So we have a great machloket over here. A korban pesah during the year. How do you have a korban pesah during the year? With leftovers. Like I gave you the case. You, you, you had it, but you designated it for pesah. You lost it. You brought another one. Then you found the first one surfaced. So now what do you do? Or you have the motar, you have the leftovers. So now what do you do during the year for this? So we're saying what? You have to slaughter it specifically for a shalamim. However, the rabbi over here behind us says, no, even if you slaughter it for it as an ola, it's okay. As a shalamim. Meaning, if you slaughter it as shim ola, it'll count as a shalamim. You can't bring it as an ola. Odpan. What's the kavana? Either you have to have kavana l'shem shalamim, and it'll be for shalamim, or you can even have kavana l'shem ola, and it'll still fall as a shalamim. That is the mahlukit. Now, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan. Amar Rabbi Ilah. Ta'amad Rabbi Yohanan. The reason of Rabbi Yohanan is because the Pasuk says, Ve'im min korbano lezevah shalamim. What do we learn from the word zevah? Kol shehu zevah ba shalamim. Which means, for whatever you slaughtered it for, will be for shalamim. Because the Pasuk could have just said, Ve'im min hatzon korbano lishlamim. What does it say? Ve'im min hatzon korbano lezevah shalamim. To the slaughtering of shalamim. So he's Doresh. No matter what you slaughtered it for, it'll turn to a shalamim. So now we have an interesting case. We have three kurbanot involved over here. It's a kurban pesach that you slaughtered it l'shem ola and it falls l'shem shalamim. That's what Rabbi Yohanan is saying. Whereas the first rabbi is saying, no, if you slaughtered a kurban pesach l'shem ola, it's pasul. Pasul meaning you gotta burn it. You can't put it on the mizbayah. Clear? Not just all that, any, any animal. Any animal. It can't be the shalamim. Zebach tells you you can have him on any animal, no? No, no. Zebach means any korban. Any animal, any korban. Any, they had him on any Correct. Any korban, not shalamim even. Not just all that. Yeah, it seems not just all that. But that's his example. He gives all Even all that. That's the, right. the one that's totally on the mizbayah. That's the most extreme of the korbanot. Now, comes the Gemara and continues. The Gemara now has a question. Mishtane l'machshevet psul, which means 
what if you had a machshava when you were slaughtering this korban Pesach, a machshava of psul, which means like this. Let's say we give. I was going to give an example, but let's say let, let, let's read it inside. Hech avida. What was the psul that you did? Gemara says, Shehata l'shem ola. Let's say you slaughtered the korban. I mean, this is what Pesach over Again, it's korban Pesach. It's not in the time of Pesach. It's leftovers and all that. You made the shehita for the sake of ola. Shehata l'shem ola. Al minat lizrok dama lemachar. <laughs> but at the time that you did the shahita, your kavanah was what? To sprinkle the blood the next day. Now, sprinkling the blood the next day normally makes a korban pigul. I mean, this is, you cannot have a machshavah to sprinkle the blood out of its time. This korban would be isur. Incidentally, the deen of pigul is if you eat from it, it's considered hayuf karet. But I want to remind you of a cloud that we learned in Pesachim. That pigul's isur karet is only if that's the only psul. But if there's another psul in the korban, it's not pigul that is hayav karet on the akhila. So now the she'ila is like this. When a guy takes the motara pesa, and he has kabana l'shem ola, and that he's going to sprinkle it outside of his time, is that considered a kabana of psul? That will make the pigul not pigul, because it's another psul, because she had kavana for Allah instead of shelamim. Or do you say that, no, since bottom line, the Allah can be brought as a shelamim, when the korban still will be legitimate, therefore it's considered only pigul, and therefore uh, it'll be isur karet. Let's read that inside. Hech avida, what's the case? Shehata l'shem ola When you did it l'shem ola Amenat l'shok dama l'machar Now, mikol makom pasulu Which means Do we say Learn it like this Learn it like I'm telling you now Do we say like this Mikol makom pasulu Meaning Even if You didn't change it to ola Even if you didn't change it to ola Even if it was a shelamim Shalim is also pigul, by the way. Which is, this is this is not an ola psul. When you have kavanah to sprinkle it outside its time, that's a psul by ola. That's a psul as well by shalamim. That's a psul by all korbanot. So either I say what mikol makom pasulu, and therefore what, what's going to be the what's going to be the din? In temar mishtanel mashevet psul pasul. Do I say the bottom line? Since you had a mashevet. A psul, meaning, I had a kabbalah for ola, instead of shilamim. That machshevet psul will make the Quran pasul, but not pigul. Mm-hmm. Or do I say, in tema, en mishtanel machshevet psul, and therefore pigul. Or do I say, no, bottom line, since it can be a shilamim, mm-hmm. therefore that machshava of ola is not a psul, Therefore, the only psul you have in this korban is what? Pigul. And therefore, the pigul is going to be hayab karet. Especially according to the Yohanan. That we said that if you have a machshabah for ola, you can still bring it as a shalamim. So all the Gibraltar just want to know, the inyan pigul, throw pigul into this mixture now, yeah? 
does the machshevet for a korban Pesach, for korban Ola, is that another psul? And therefore it'll get rid of the pigul? Or do you say no? Since bottom line, that machshava of Ola still makes the korban legitimate, meaning you can bring it as a shilamim, therefore the pigul is the only psul in the korban, and therefore you're going to be hayav karet. Seemingly, it should be talil ma'loket. Meaning, in in the Hanan and and the and Shebabir. Again, I'm going to read it inside now. Im shochet et motara pesach leshem olah. I'm just reading perush now. Just to get it. He stored the Quran pesach, motara pesach leshem olah. Umehashev lezrok et tamal lemachar. Yesh lestapek im yesh ala korban shem psul or shem pigul. Psul means, of course, it's. Uh, you can't eat the Qur'an, there's no question. The question is, is it psul or pigul? What's the she'ela? Mitzad echad yeshtoma shekemot shashachat l'shem ola. When you edit it, machshevet psul it. Because you're really supposed to store it l'shem. Shilamim. So once you do the shem ola, it's a machshevet psul with a pigul. So the pigul is not a pigul. Because pigul has to be exclusive. Right? Or do you say... Um, or do you say... Ach mitzad shli yeshtoma shekemot shemar abiyu hanan. שיאים שחטו לשם עולה כשר, הלכה כשם שאינו משתנה לכשרו של עולה, ונשאר שם של המשיבס. It doesn't affect anything. Your עולה still remains as a שלמים. Nothing changed. And therefore, since that's not a מחשבת פסול, the only item you have left is what? פיגול. פיגול would be יסוכרת. The Gemara leaves this in a question. It seems... It seems that this is a question in the Buhanan. It's only a question in the Buhanan, which is the Buhanan that says that this Mahshiv is not posel, could be say that therefore it's gonna be hundred percent pigul. Now, the Gemara has a question. First question of the Gemara. Lishmo Lishmo Okay. Guys the Qurban Pesach. During the year, not Ere Pesach. Ere Pesach you have no choice. You gotta slaughter the Pesach, Lishem, Pesach. Because it's Qurban Pesach. We're talking outside of Pesach. You had an extra Qurban, whatever the case was. Now, you slaughter it. Now, what do we say you slaughter it for? Shilamim. But let's say you have a guy, he starts to make the Shekhita, and he's coming I'm slaughtering this, Lishem Pesach. That's called Lishmo. That's a problem. If you slaughter a Qurban Pesach during the year, Lishem Pesach, it's Pasul. But the guy over here did two things. He started the Shekhita, Lishmo. And he ends the shaita shalom lishmo. While he ended the shaita, already he's thinking what shalamim. So we want to know: Does the shalom lishmo override the lishmo and make the korban kasher? Get terminologies. Lishmo means lishem pesach, which is a problem. Shalom lishmo means lishem shalamim, which is okay. Now, if the guy did it, the katelas. L'shem shilamim, beautiful, that, that's what you're supposed to do. But this guy over here combined two machshavot. He said, I'm starting off L'shem Pesach. And as he's cutting the, the Qurban, he switches in his brain and says, now I'm doing it L'shem shilamim. Does the L'shem shilamim override the Pesach? And therefore, Kashir, or do we say no? Since he was Shalom Lishmo at the beginning, mm. no good. That's the Sheila. Lishmo is Pesach, because it is a Qurban Pesach. And Shalom Lishmo is Lishem Shalamim. So watch. No, it was not the right time. Whatever happened. Lishmo, Vishalom Lishmo, Bishari Motashana. 
Which means he says like this. We had this in Masikat Pesachim. He says like this. I'll bring you a proof that it's okay. He says, let's say a case where you didn't say anything. You had a regular Qurban Pesach. And you just went. You didn't say you were shooting for You didn't say anything. You just slaughtered it, Nashem, Shalamim. Off the bat, what is this Qurban? Off the bat, Stam, it's Lashem Pesach. Because it's Qurban Pesach. Stam, it's a Qurban Pesach. No Kabbalah? Yeah, without any Kabbalah. You go, you stand in front of the Qurban. What is it? It's Qurban Pesach. That's what it is. It does have Qurban Pesach. Now, by having a Kabbalah, Lashem Shalamim, what are you doing? You're taking something that Stam is Pasul, and through a Kabbalah of Shalomishma, you're taking off the psul. You're uprooting. So the Gemara is saying like this, just like if you were silent and had a Kavanah Shalom Lishma, it's okay. There's no difference if you were verbal and did it Lishma and then Shalom Lishma. Of course, being silent, I understand, could be a little better. But the Gemara wants to say there's no difference. Because bottom line, what's the, what's the mechanics working over here? You're uprooting. Not too late. No, no. It's, you're uprooting. How am I uprooting? Have a Qurban. When I walk to the school, what is it? It's Lishem Pesach. That's what it is. Stamma is the Pesach, yes? That means if I slaughter this Stam, it's Pasul. So what do I do? I uproot the Stam. How do I uproot the Stam? Lishem Shalamim. The Gebra says clearly, that case is 100% Kashir. So the Gebra, just like that case is Kashir, there should be no difference where I come verbally and say, I'm doing this L'Shem Pesach, that's Pasul, and then I what? I do it by the end of the Shemaitah, I say L'Shem Shalamim. Just like it can uproot the silent stam, so too I can uproot the verbal. There should be no difference. That is the Hadush of Rabbi Boon. Always when I'm storing a Qurban Pesach L'Shem Shalamim, aren't I uprooting the Pesach? When you're standing in front of the Qurban, isn't it Stam the, the, the Pesach? That's what it is. That's, That's what, what it is. So that I'm coming to uproot. So you're always uprooting. So mildly uprooting from Stam, you start, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No, I, I didn't finish the Shaitabat. That's the point. In, 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 the, in the same Avodah, I'm still finishing. So just like I uprooted it in the Stam, in the Shitika case, I can uproot it in the Dibur case. That's the Hidush of who? Rabbi Boon. Oh, so now the rabbis want to take it one step further. Mm-hmm. Here's the last point. Amrule. So the rabbis of the yeshiva tell the bibun. In Kenu, if you're telling me over here that there's no difference between shitika and dibur, afilu shehatol lishmo. Let's say a guy, what do you say in this case? The guy slaughtered the Qurban Pesach, the Shema. Mean the Shem Pesach. However, Almenat Lizrok Damo Shelo Lishmo. But he had Kavanah in the next Avodah. The next Avodah is what? Sprinkling the blood. His Kavanah was to sprinkle the blood, Shelo Lishmo. So now the question is you started off in Shaita totally the Pesach, the Shema. But Almenat Lizrok Shelo Lishmo. So the Gebara wants to say that what? In this case, Yaaseh Mishaari Shona, Keshohatol Lishmo, Vishelo Lishmo Bishtika, Vyekashir. Which means the Gibra is saying, once you're telling me that there is no difference 
between dibur and no dibur. So I'll tell you, the case where the guy specifically said, I'm slaughtering L'Shem Pesach. Al-Menat, that the sprinkling will be L'Shem Shil. I mean, that should be good. You know why? Because the case of Shetika in that case is good. What's the case of Shetika? Where a guy just went and slaughtered Stam. With Kavanah, that is going to be Zorek L'Shem Shilamim. In that case, the Gemara assumes for some reason, for sure that case is good. So if in the Shitika case is good, and you're telling me that Shitika and Dibur is the same thing, there should be no difference. To that, the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Who told you in this case, even the Shitika case is good? It's a different, different, different case totally. Why? And the Gemara says, Amar bi Abba, Mare, Minalan, Bishtika, the Kasher. Who told you Shitika in this case is Kasher? Why? This case is much worse. This case over here, you did the whole shechita, shiloh, I mean lishma, for Pesach. And therefore, even in the case of shetika, who told you you can uproot it when the next avodah was done, l'shem, shilamim. Which means, we only know a case where you did the starting the shechita for lishma, and then the end of the shechita is shiloh. In one service, Mm-hmm. I can say you can override, you can uproot, exactly. But who told you over here that you can uproot from one avodah to another avodah? Which is, right, when my shahita totally was what? The Shem Pesach. But Aminat of the Zidika will be the Shem Shilamim. So you're assuming, oh, I got your rule. You're telling me there's no difference between Shitika and Dibur. Therefore, I'll tell you that if the guy Beferu said, I'm slaughtering the Shem Pesach, Aminat, Lizrok, Lishlamim, it should be okay. You know why? Because if you were Shotek and you just slaughtered Stam with the Kavanah Lizrok, that case is okay. So the Dibur case should also be okay. Because who told you the Shitika case is okay? You're wrong, your premise is wrong. Even the Shitika case is no good. Why? Because bottom line, you will shokhet the whole Shaita, Lishem, Pesach. Then your Kabbalah is trying to be overridden in the Zidika. Too late, too late. And therefore, in this case, it's going to be Pasul. Whether you were Shotek or whether you were Midaber. However, in the case where you were Shokhet, Beginning Lishma, and then you end the Shahada Shalom Lishma. There, the Gemara wants to say there shouldn't be a difference between Dibur or Shitika.